Good morning. It is Thursday, July the 20th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin this day, and I always, you know, I say the date every day because this is the only time this one's going to be <laughs> today. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it this day. Let's wake up this day. Let's become consecrated to Jesus today. Let's forget about yesterday. Forget what is past. Let's press on. The opportunities that are today won't be here tomorrow. So wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead. And Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a holy and living sacrifice to you. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're coming in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, Sometimes When You Are Right, You Are Wrong. And our text is Romans 14, verses 13 to 18. Hear now the word of the Lord. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. I am convinced, being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus, that nothing is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person it is unclean. If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not, by your eating, destroy someone for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let what you know is good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. That's the word of the Lord. Now consider this. There is a saying which has circulated around the church since at least the time of Augustine. The saying has been attributed to many theologians, including John Wesley, and is widely accepted as wisdom. It is as follows. In Essentials, Unity. In non-essentials, liberty. In all things, charity. 
The hard part and where significant disagreement arises comes in sorting out what is essential and what is non-essential. Paul seems to clearly say in today's text that the matter of eating meat and drinking wine is a non-essential matter. In other words, there is room for people to adopt divergent positions. He goes further to say that no food is unclean. In non-essentials, liberty. End of discussion. Not so fast. Just because people have the freedom to follow their own conscience here does not mean the conversation is over. It simply means the doctrinal issue has been adjudicated. The laws around eating and drinking under the Old Covenant are no longer applicable. It raises the last phrase in the famous saying, In all things charity. Does my exercising my freedom cause harm to you? Is my freedom being exercised in love for others, or is it centered around myself and my own interests? If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not by your eating destroy someone for whom Christ died. Paul is calling the church to wake up and realize they are now kneeling at the foot of the cross together. He has rebuked them for judging one another. Now he calls them to love one another. Can we recognize our common frailty as broken human beings? Can I realize Jesus died for me? And Jesus also died for you, too? If me exercising my freedom causes you to stumble, is it worth it to persist in exercising my freedom? No. Sometimes the exercising of my own rights can be wrong. In these times, the right thing to do is to sacrifice my right for the sake of my brother or sister. Sometimes the exercise of non-sinful freedom can actually become sinful. The question is not whether it is legal or not, but whether it is loving or not. It falls under the rubric, sometimes when you are right, you are wrong. While the eating of certain kinds of food is not so much on the table anymore, the issue of drinking alcohol often is. The rationale differs from the first century, but the text still seems on point. Today, because addiction to alcohol is so common both inside the church and beyond, and is such a stumbling block for so many, It is a discussion we should have sometime. Bottom line, instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. The prayer, Abba Father, I confess 
sometimes I can get so wrapped up in whether something is right or wrong, I can easily fall into judging others with whom I disagree. Other times, I can get so caught up in my own rights that I can be wrong in the way I stand on them. I ask you to forgive me for these sins, and yet more than that, to transform me such that love for others becomes not just my core conviction, but my deepest nature. Save me from fooling myself into believing I can be all about Jesus without being all about other people. Holy Spirit, would you train my inmost being to love as Jesus loves? Praying in Jesus' name, amen. The question, are you grasping this concept today about how real righteousness is not about being right, but about our relationships with God and others? How are you learning to hold your convictions in ways that are loving towards others and not judgmental, condemning, and ultimately sinful? The hymn. For our hymn today, we're going to sing a well-known but lesser-sung hymn, Let Us Break Bread Together. It's hymn number 418 in our Seedbed Hymnal, Our Great Redeemer's Praise. I recognize the irony here given today's entry with verse 2, let us drink wine together. This, of course, refers to the Lord's Supper, and in that spirit and tradition, we shall sing it. Number 418. Let us break bread together on our knees. Let us break bread together on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, O Lord, have mercy on me. Let us drink wine together on our knees. Let us drink wine together on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, O Lord, have mercy on me. Let us praise God together on our knees. Let us praise God together on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, O Lord, have mercy on me.
I heard a lot of you out there singing that echo. On our knees. <laughs> I heard you. Well, it's really interesting when you think about food and drink and its place. It's interesting. Paul says that the kingdom of God is not about food or drink, but about, I think he says, love, peace, and righteousness, joy in the Holy Spirit, which, amen. But it's interesting just how significant food factors in to the Bible. I mean, it's it's food. It's around food that we get in trouble to begin with in Genesis chapter 3. The fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And, of course, Jesus brings bread and wine to this table. The Passover and reconstitutes it as the Lord's Supper. Eat this bread and drink this cup in remembrance of me. It's just really fascinating. And it's interesting, too, that, you know, when they ate the fruit, they became aware of their nakedness and ashamed. I don't know. I got to stop there. I could keep going on that for a long time. It's Thursday, gang. This is the day that's before us. Just invite the Holy Spirit to, first off, to bring people to mind that he might want you just to reach out to today. Send a text, write an email, get, make a call, go to their house, and trust who comes to mind. And then, of course, let's just be ready to move through this day with a deep attunement to the Lord, with His eyes to see what He's seeing, and not just be in tunnel vision with our own agenda and our own interests, even for good things. Let's be ready to be interrupted today, since it's coming in a lot of our lives. Divine appointments, holy interruptions. That's where sowing happens. And man, that seed in that good soil, really in any kind of soil, the seed is always effective. It accomplishes the purposes for which God sends. It's not always fruitful, but you know what? It can come back around in another time. Maybe it'll be fruitful next time. But it is. it will be effective. It will accomplish God's purposes. And then I want you to order one of our journals for the Acts of the Apostles series coming up on the wake-up call. We're starting August 14th. Get your order in. Supplies are going to be limited, and uh, these are going to be really good. And They're going to help us to dig the well deeper together into the Word of God. All right, gang, that's a wrap. I will be looking for you on the field. I'll be that guy waving. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend, leave us a rating, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.